Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for another episode of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am really enjoying doing these podcasts and I love hearing from you. I truly love it when I get to help someone and this podcast has been a great way to help more people all at once. I love it. So if you know anyone that you think would benefit from listening, please remember to share it. The only way that this can get out and help more people is if you share it. So I would be so honored um, to get more people to listen. And I'm already very thrilled with how many people are downloading the episode each week. Thank you so, so much. So for today's topic, it's kind of a hot topic. We're going to be talking about plateaus. Have you ever been on a weight loss or fat loss plan where you're eating better than ever, working out, not drinking alcohol and eating less sugar, and also enjoying the results on the scale when all of a sudden you stop seeing the weight drop? Suddenly you feel like all of your efforts are no longer working and you can't figure out why the scale is stuck. First of all, I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to episode 12. It's called the battle with the bathroom scale. And it has a lot to do with this information about your weight and all of that good stuff. So you may want to go back and listen to that as well. If you're in this situation, anyway, This point at which you stop losing weight, even though you've continued to do all the things, is considered a plateau. Now, if you haven't experienced this, it's probably because you haven't had to be on a weight loss plan. And I say that because everyone experiences a plateau. It's natural and just an obvious step in the weight loss journey. What I'm trying to tell you is that it's inevitable. It is going to happen. So if you just plan to expect it, you can be ready to face it. I think I've been on a plateau now for about 15 years. (laughs) Actually, it's important to say here that maybe you aren't on a plateau. Maybe you are just at a good weight for you. This may be true if you're always trying to lose that last five to 10 pounds. It is different if you have over 20 pounds to lose. And I mean, really need to lose, not just want to lose so that you can say you're a certain number. There is a big difference between wanting to lose weight and get to a certain number versus needing to lose weight to have a healthy life. Okay, so I I turned there for a moment, but let's get back uh, to talking about plateaus. Here's the thing. When you hit a plateau, you have two choices. One, you can whine and cry about it and just give up and go back to your old habits. Or two, you can whine and cry about it and do something about it. Both options are going to include whining and crying because no matter what, it will be frustrating and annoying. But just like anything, how you respond to it will be the key ingredient. Remember that whatever you think will lead to your emotions, and those emotions will lead to your actions, and those actions are going to lead to your results. 
So if you choose to give up what has already gotten you so far, because you think you can't do any better, then you will most likely fall back into old habits and will for sure stop getting results. Or you can think, okay, I knew this was coming. Now I need to follow Rand's tips on how to bust through this plateau. All right. So before I jump into the 10 steps, let's talk about why a plateau even happens. All right. There's a couple of reasons. First, water weight. The first quick drop on any weight loss plan is water weight. When you decrease your calories or carbohydrates, you will see a weight loss in water. This happens because when you eat less or eat fewer carbs, your body taps into its glycogen stores to get the energy that it needs. Glycogen is stored in your muscles and liver. It's partly made of water, so when your body burns glycogen for energy, that water gets released. That can translate into quickly dropping a few to several pounds. This effect, unfortunately, is just temporary. Okay? Once you lose that extra water weight, your body will turn to fat, hopefully. So it's totally normal and healthy to not keep losing large amounts at that pace. Large amounts of weight at that pace. Okay? The second reason you may be on a plateau is your metabolism may have slowed down. When you lose weight, you lose some muscle along with fat. In fact, it's estimated that up to 25% of the body tissue loss during weight loss comes from muscle. Ugh. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. This affects your metabolism because muscle burns more calories than fat. Yeah, it's just a tiny difference, but multiplied over time, it can really add up. So a slow metabolism could be to blame for your plateau. Another thing could be just your food choices. Maybe you are eating too much sugar. Maybe you are eating too many starchy carbs. Maybe you're eating too much salt. Or maybe just a combination of foods that you're putting together are not appropriate for your goals. So your food choices may not be as great as you think they are. Okay. The other thing is you may unintentionally be increasing portion sizes. Sometimes we just get comfortable with what we're doing. We stop measuring. We stop eyeballing things. We start kind of slowly sneaking in or creeping up our portion sizes. And some of the culprits might be like peanut butter or almond butter. Maybe you're, instead of having your tablespoon or two, maybe you're accidentally getting an extra half a tablespoon or a full tablespoon. Who knows? Uh, the other thing is oil. A lot of people tend to overcook with oil. So you might actually be accidentally getting more calories or more fat um, or more something than you're meaning to. Another reason may just be hormones and stress. So when your hormones get out of whack or your stress is all crazy, then that could be a problem. Our bodies are incredibly complex. Everything from our stress level to how much sleep we are getting can create hormonal shifts that affect how our body functions and how our body uses the food that we eat. Okay, and one more thing that could be causing a plateau is that maybe if you're working out, maybe your body is just used to the workouts. This is good and bad news. This can be a sign that you've gotten fitter because your program is no longer challenging your body the way that it used to. But it also can be a sign that you have to mix things up and change what you're doing. It might not require a complete overhaul though, but it could mean layering in more intense workouts maybe a different kind of workout, or actually maybe you just need more rest days. That one always shocks people. Okay then, so let's dive right into the 10 tips to bust through your plateau. And 
10 tips is kind of a lot. So you might want to pause this and go grab a notebook and paper. Um, or if you're not on my email list, then get on there because I'm going to be sending these tips out uh, via email very soon. Okay. First up, start tracking every morsel of food that goes into your mouth. If you bite it, you ride it. I think that's a, like a Weight Watchers like little saying or something. I'm not sure. I heard somebody say that and I loved it. I don't believe that you need to spend your entire life tracking your food, but when you're ready to make a change or you want to break a plateau, it's important to be really honest and track exactly what you are eating. You will learn how many calories you're actually track, you know, like bringing in versus how many you think you're eating. You'll see a big picture of your food choices and whether you're eating enough nutrient-dense foods, you know, like healthy foods, or if you're eating more not-so-healthy foods. It can be a valuable check-in just also to look at your portion sizes. I like to take food tracking to another level with my clients. Why are you eating and how does that make you feel? Are you eating because you're hungry or are you eating because you're mad at your husband and you just want an extra couple bites of potatoes? When you eat, does it satisfy you or make you want more food? There are all so many different important factors about eating. We don't just eat to fuel our body. There are many reasons we eat and getting a hold on why is a giant step towards food and diet freedom. With my clients, I use a spreadsheet online, but if you don't have a coach to track your food log with you, then you can use a food tracking app such as MyFitnessPal, Chronometer, or even the Fitbit app has one as well. But please do not just track calories. The app doesn't know your unique metabolism and it can, it can be very detrimental to your efforts if you just plug in a formula into your app. So, so many people get stuck on the number that the app gives them, but that's not necessarily the right thing for you. Just track where you're at and how many, what you're, you know, getting in and just get a big picture of what it looks like that you're eating. Okay. And if you don't understand this, then it's definitely time to get a nutrition coach. Okay. All right. So your first, your first tip is start tracking every morsel of food to really see where your food's going, like how many calories you're getting in. And just really be honest, okay? Your second tip is check your activity levels. And I don't mean your workouts. The daily activity you do outside of your workouts makes a huge contribution towards your overall daily calorie burn. So it's about 30%, okay? 30% of your just normal daily activity is going to help you burn more calories overall, which will help you get closer to your goals. This means sitting versus lying down, standing versus sitting, um, walking versus parking close to the entrance, doing household tasks instead of watching TV. So it's like the more you're standing, moving, um, lifting things up and really literally just standing around is going to burn more calories over time than sitting down in your chair because your more of your body has to work to hold you up. So this does more than simply burn calories. It can help keep your body's fat burning pump totally primed and ready to burn more. The enzyme lipoprotein lipase, or I'm going to call it LPL, plays a major role in your body's ability to burn fat for energy. But when you're sedentary, you don't have as much of it in your system. Moving throughout the day can keep your LPL level up, which means your body is able to burn more fat. Okay. I mean, that's enough for me to get up right now. 
In fact, if you're sitting right now, get up. <laughs> if you're driving, well, then you can't do that. <laughs> so wait, but as soon as you get where you're going, stand up. Using an activity tracker like a Fitbit or Apple Watch can help you monitor your daily activity. And even though it's totally annoying when it dings and tells you to stand up, go ahead and take the cue from the watch. This will help you stay more active during the day when you might otherwise be sitting too long. And do you ever get annoyed with your watch? If you have like an Apple Watch that dings at you to stand up or it dings at you and it says, your activity or your move ring is usually further along, I want to tell it to shut up. But you know what? It's actually really a great tool to have to give you reminders. All right, tip number three, get enough protein. This is a big one. I work with many women who are not getting enough protein into their daily meals. And big hint, peanut butter and cheese are not your protein sources. I'm sorry to break that news to you. Those are not high enough quality proteins, okay? When it comes to weight loss, getting enough protein in your diet can be a game changer. It boosts your body's metabolism more than either fat or carbs because it requires more energy to digest. Protein signals your body to release hormones that reduce your appetite and keep you feeling fuller longer, okay? I've talked about ghrelin. I've talked about leptin before, and protein really helps balance those hunger hormones. It protects your body from losing muscle mass, okay, as you lose weight. So that's really, really important to keep your metabolic rate up. A qualified coach can help you develop strategies for adding protein to your meals in a way that works with your lifestyle, okay? So a lot of people are confused about what is protein, what's appropriate, how much, and that's when getting a nutrition coach is really helpful. All right, tip number four, you may be drinking too much alcohol. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yes, guilty over here. Here's the sneaky truth about drinking alcohol. It actually has more of an impact on your body and your results than simply the empty calories it contains. Alcohol lowers your inhibitions, which means you're more likely to overeat or eat foods you normally wouldn't eat. Not only that, but research suggests it affects your body's ability to burn fat, and it might also lead to an increase in belly fat. Uh, no thank you. The best bet for breaking a plateau is, well, enjoy alcohol sparingly, if at all. And I did a whole episode on alcohol, episode nine, called The Five Reasons Why Alcohol is Not Your Best Friend. You may want to go and take a listen to that if you haven't yet. All right. Especially if you really enjoy alcohol as much as I do. All right. Tip number five, eliminate sugar in beverages. Sugar has a way of finding itself into your diet, especially via beverages like soda, fruit juices, and flavored coffees and teas. Make sure you read the labels, even like even at Starbucks, you can totally look up the nutrition of the beverages that you like. Um, I got to tell you a quick story. Recently, I was meeting a client outside of Starbucks because they're still closed for sitting inside. And I decided that I was really going to enjoy a cold brew. And so I very quickly on the app ordered what I thought was going to be a healthy drink. But after I got it, I definitely noticed it was really sweet. Um, I had asked them to reduce the amount of syrup that was added, or I, I had asked to take it off, but apparently I didn't look at it correctly. Anyway, after I drank half of it, I decided to look at the label on my drink and I was astonished 
to see that it had six pumps of classic syrup. That's just straight up sugar. I mean, I'm not sure what happened because I wouldn't have purposely ordered that. And just for fun, I decided to add it up. And I, it was about 36, I think, if I remember correctly, grams of sugar. Ugh, yuck. And I'll tell you right now, if I'm going to eat 36 grams of sugar, I definitely wouldn't have it in a coffee drink. It would be like a giant chocolate chip cookie or something totally worth it. Not that drink. The problem with sugary beverages is that your brain doesn't compensate for the calories they contain by making you eat less of other foods. So not only are you taking in those empty calories, you end up eating more overall. So bottom line, ditch the liquid calories as much as you can. This doesn't, though, include a high-protein drink or meal replacement shake. They are intended to fill you up and give you nutrition. But if you notice that they don't take away your hunger, then you may want to rethink your protein shakes too. All right, tip number six, change up your workouts. If you've been doing the same old workout every week for a long time, your body is likely due for a switch up. I know that I see people going to the gym, doing their treadmill for 30 minutes, then doing a circuit of the weight machines for 20 minutes. They do a little stretch and they go home. And I've been seeing them do this routine for years and years. And guess what? They either either don't look any different or don't feel any stronger or better. When you do the same thing over and over, your body gets used to it. Try either doing a longer workout, a more intense workout, or just a brand new style of workout. And if you already have a workout program, working out another one to two days a week or increasing the intensity or length of your existing workouts can help rev up your metabolism. Also, adding resistance, or aka strength training, to your routine can really pump up your metabolism. Research suggests it might be the best form of exercise if you want to lose weight. And so many women especially just don't understand that and are afraid of it. Don't be afraid of weights. Resistance workouts help your body maintain its muscle mass, which not only keeps you feeling fit and strong, but also helps boost your metabolism and gives you that nice toned look that we're all seeking. This is where it can be especially helpful to work with a coach or a trainer to help you create a plan that challenges your body just enough without overstressing your body. And if you haven't started a workout program, hey, then get started. You're going to feel so awesome. All right, tip number seven is check your stress levels. Having an overload of stress in your life can really put a damper on your results. First, it can trigger food cravings and make you want to eat for comfort. It also can disrupt your sleep. Okay, we're going to talk more about that. But it also works on a more insidious level, increasing your body's production of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. When you have too much cortisol in your bloodstream for too long, it can make your body store belly fat, especially in women. Stress is absolutely inevitable, but research has shown that learning how to manage your stress can help with weight loss. And I will be doing another episode all about breath work and how you can help your stress through just breathing. Tip number eight, not getting enough sleep is like a triple whammy for your results. It can lower your metabolic rate. Okay. That's one bad thing. Two, it can release hormones that make you feel hungry. Okay. Ghrelin is a hunger hormone. And if you don't get enough sleep, 
that's going to increase and make you feel hungry more often. And number three, it helps promote fat storage. And again, it's all about those hormones that are not um, balanced correctly and your body can store more fat if you're not sleeping. So do your best to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night, which seems to be the sweet spot for keeping your hormones balanced. I'm so happy that I now get minimum seven hours, but most nights I'm getting closer to eight and it just really makes you feel so much better. Tip number nine, maybe your body just needs a break. If you've been in a calorie deficit, eating fewer calories than your body would normally need for a long time, your body might just need a little break to reset. This doesn't mean stopping your plan. The goal is to maintain the results that you've gotten and then restart again when your body is rested. So there's three steps to a mini vacation from your weight loss plan. One is boost your calories to maintenance level. So that can mean, you know, upping your calories just 100 or 200 calories a day. And you want to do it slowly, but maybe your body just needs a little more food. Okay. Number two, make sure you get enough sleep and rest. You have to prioritize sleeping and resting and healing your body. And number three, change your fitness goals to get stronger and put on a little muscle, which may mean doing less cardio. Okay. So it just totally depends on where you are. And that is where you might want to get some help determining what, at what point you're at and where you need to go. So for a month, switch your thinking from weight loss to fitness gain or muscle gain, then restart your plan. This cycling of weight loss and muscle gain is a better way to approach changing the shape of your body. Okay. And then finally, tip number 10 is check with your doctor. If you know you're doing everything that you can, like, like you're really doing it, you're not cheating yourself. You're like, you really, really, really know your food intake is good. Your workouts and activity level are great. Your stress is under control. You're getting your sleep, all of those things. And if you're still not seeing progress, it can be worth making an appointment with your doctor to see if you have an underlying condition affecting your results. Possible issues that can affect weight loss include thyroid or adrenal gland problems, maybe autoimmune concerns polycystic ovarian syndrome, sleep apnea, menopause, or breastfeeding, and even things like trying to quit smoking can all have an impact on your results. So there you have it, 10 tips to help bust through a plateau. That was a lot of information. So take your time to consider each tip and see where you might be needing to pay more attention. I hope this episode not only helps you break through a plateau, but also helps you feel amazing because as you've seen, it takes a total body approach to create healthy results that last a lifetime. What's good for your body, healthy food, regular movement, less stress, more sleep also helps you reach your goals faster. As a coach, I specialize in helping my clients find simple solutions that make it easier to maintain a fit lifestyle. No more trendy, quick fix diets, just sensible and realistic life lasting habit changes. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, 
keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.